welcome back to the Heart of the Bison podcast. I'm your host, Jake Stutzman, along with my beautiful bride, Jen. Hey, guys. And we are excited to uh, be coming to you from Montana. We have been spending this last week at a beautiful ranch here in Ennis or near Ennis, Montana. And we are sitting out on the porch looking at an amazing uh, view of the mountains. And um, it's just been so awesome to be here, to be in the midst of creation. Uh, I've done a bunch of hiking and climbing and exploring. And it's just, uh, man, nothing makes us feel closer to the Lord than uh, being in the midst of, of this creation. But we are excited to have a special guest with us today. Uh, recording artist Benja is here, and um, we're just excited to dig in. He's been hanging out with us all week, and um, we're just blessed to have him this morning. Uh, say hello, sir. How y'all doing? <laughs> doing good, doing good. Thanks for uh, being on the Heart of the Bison podcast, bro. It's my pleasure. Well, as we do um, at Heart of the Bison, we are going to jump right in and, and get deep into, uh, into what, we're, what we're trying to talk about here. Before we get started, I got to say, this is my baby brother, and we actually grew up coming to this ranch. It's a family ranch, and so this is just really special to be out here, and we're super excited to have Benjamin on today. Not only because we love him as a brother, but we're just super inspired by him as a musician and his music, and I can't wait to hear from him this morning. All right. Agreed. Agreed. I concur. Inspired uh, by the journey that you have been on for many years. Um, I've, I've seen your career uh, transpire and evolve and, and to see uh, the many twists and turns that uh, the music industry brings. Um, talk to us about the journey that you're on and... and um, kind of maybe start, you know, from early days and, and to where you are now. Yeah, Jake, you've been involved from the absolute beginning before I was even an artist and kind of just promoting myself as a producer, music producer, and all the different name swaps and websites we were trying to create and <laughs> different, yeah. So it's been cool to, I guess, you've walked through and definitely seen it from the absolute beginning. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what you asked me, though. It wasn't a very direct question. Well, the the journey that you're on, as you, as you seek to, you know, continue, um, you know, with music, I mean, you know, you started, like you said, in the early days doing a lot of production stuff. You know, you went to Full Sail, okay. Sound Engineering, and then, right. yeah, just kind of talk about the, the evolution of, of the music okay. industry. And, yeah, where it all started. So. Yeah. Music was not a hard thing for me to absolutely fall in love with. A uh, big part because of my mother being a musician and very encouraging towards the arts and music. Um, but then also I think it's like God put it in me. I, I didn't choose it. God put it in me. Like It was very easy to put all my affection towards it and all my energy towards it. So... After I got in a car accident, uh, my freshman year in college, playing college football, 
um, in a small college in Nebraska. It was a big shift in my life and just wasn't really probably wise to keep playing football with the concussions and head trauma that I had. So it was naturally pretty easy to know I was going to pursue music in some form and fashion. So Full Sail was like, I mean, they always have been marketing very well towards anybody trying to pursue anything in the industry, entertainment industry. So I ended up going to Full Sail, and um, that was for audio engineering, so that's just engineering. It has nothing to do with creating music or producing or writing. So that gave me a foundation, and right out of there, like my first job in a studio, it was very evident that engineering was not the end all for me because I just had so many ideas like every time we were recording which is kind of the role of a producer so I basically instantly became a producer and then as I worked with more artists I kind of learned the art of writing if I sound weird it's because I'm shaking cold (laughs) (laughs) it is pretty chilly out here (laughs) I feel like a Boston Terrier right now um so as I started working with more artists, I kind of learned the art of writing um, and melody writing and would kind of write for people and help them with ideas. And then I kind of, I guess, did it so long that I developed my own voice and kind of my own style. And uh, people just encouraged me to make music. And then also I was making so many beats and nobody was buying them. I had to do something with it. <laughs> so I just started recording on my own tracks. And after years of doing that, you know, kind of developed a, my own little sound. Mm-hmm. And that was, I started releasing music. Well, the first one was in 08, in which I took down because I was going through a massive spiritual growth. Um, so a lot of things I was writing, I wanted to comb through with a, and make sure everything was sound. Mm-hmm. So I pulled that record down and then re-released it in 2009. So we're all, I've been releasing music for 10 years now. It's amazing. As an artist. Benjamin, I think a lot of people would look at your life and think, gosh, what a glamorous, easy life. But being in your family, we see that it is such a sacrifice to put out the music you do to encourage as many people as you can. What what would you say are some of the, the greatest struggles you're you're facing on the journey you're on to do this? Well, <clears throat> there's a lot of struggles uh, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Um, basically poured every ounce of money I had into this for the first nine years of not making money as an artist, and that's pretty rough. and not encouraging to do um and being an entrepreneur not making money is very hard on me well i think a lot of people see you know the the visible side of the music industry and and, in your career specifically you know on instagram or you know websites or see you doing interviews or you know live live shows and things like that and there's a lot of visibility and it looks very glamorous like you said but there's that the struggle behind that, I mean, the music industry is, is it's the worst. Tough. <laughs> it's the worst industry to ever go in. I have so many art, young artists or 
want to be artists, you know, hit me up. And I'm honest with them. I tell them not to pursue it unless they have a career that can fully support them. Um, especially if they're young, like the, I don't know. I don't want to sound too negative, but it's just a really hard industry. And I've seen so many hearts and families broken because of people pursuing it and not be able to make it. And it's almost like you can't even have anything else like in your life in terms of like your own family or a lot of other things. I mean, you could, but it'd be really hard to make it. I had to sacrifice everything to get to where I am. I'm single and 35 and I don't really want to be, but I look at it as that was the choices I made. And I believe that was the calling God had for me. And, you know, now I definitely see the fruit of it and I, I see and know why. I don't regret it, but that's just the reality of it. You know, like I have friends and even you guys, you know, get married young and, and that's a choice that they make and that limits what they're able to do with their time and pursue. And, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very tough industry. And uh, I mean, it, any, 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 anything in the entertainment industry is probably the hardest thing to pursue. And it's always the people with the biggest dreams. Um, and ultimately it's, you know, God is the gatekeeper of everything and, you have to be in tune with him to know if you're making the right moves and if you're doing the right thing. And you can't be deceived by your self that wants to lie to you and wants to, I mean, your flesh wants to ruin you. So you have to learn discernment real quick. One of the, well, some of the themes I see in your music are definitely never quit you know, holding on to hope, searching for joy and encouragement. I think one of the things your fans love about you the most is you, how authentic you are in your music and how much you bring your personal struggle to the light, but also you don't stay there. You continue to fight, fight for, fight for truth, fight for joy. Um, talk to us about that. Talk to us about what has made you want to be that authentic in your music. Well, I think it took me a while to get comfortable with that. Um, I used to hide behind the art, hide behind the metaphors, hide behind the poetry and the lyrics because I was just maybe nervous or scared. But that was when I was younger. And now I have no problem with it. Um, if you listen to any of my newer albums, you'll definitely see and hear that. Um, so that was growth. And actually, A.T. Adam Thomason really challenged me to share my story. Like, yeah. You know, talking and code is cool because there's art in that. But then also being blunt is awesome, too, because then more people that might not have that poetic ear to understand what you're saying will get it. And, you know, I changed that about. Honestly, I changed that when I, you know, I started out in the Christian market and then my album Motives, which is the one that did really good with Never Quit is the album that I basically switched to market myself as a mainstream artist. And that's when I be became more um, open and authentic with my lyrics. And it's also the album that took off, <laughs> ironically enough. In the midst of these struggles, which there are, there are many, how do you feel like you've met God in that? Or gotten to know more of him, more of his heart for you and more of his love for you? Um, 
music became a massive idol for me, or at least my success within music became an idol. And I would compare myself to friends or peers of mine that were doing amazing, and I would try to compare myself to them, which is really dumb because they had, even if they were independent, they had label behind them. They had a lot of people helping with you know behind the scenes and I've never had any help other than like on the production side and I Sky has been my production partner for a long time and he's been a huge blessing but beyond that like I've had no help on the business end and Jake helps my art but in terms of like running my business I have no help um and it's been a learning process it's been extremely hard and it's exposed a lot of um idols in my life so, you know, God used it to break me down. Um, you know, and hit hit really low lows. And that exposes where you put your trust. It exposes what you value. And I was off big time. Yeah, it you know, those those points of <laughs> exposure in our lives, um, you know, it, as much as we try to avoid those in our, uh, you know, survival mentality, those are the times that we grow the most. What, what would, what would be, what, what do you think the main like growth points have been in that? Like wh wh where have you seen the most growth and, and like how has how has that transpired? I think a big turning point, which I just mentioned, is my album Motives, was a big turning point for me because when I left the Christian market and decided to go mainstream because I felt it's where the Lord was calling me. I felt the Lord was calling me to be a seed planter, um, and not the water and not the harvester, not all those things. I, he showed me you can't be everything. You'll excel in one, or you can be not very good in all of them. So when I got that clarity, it was really awesome. Gave me a lot of peace, gave me a lot of freedom. And then I feel like my art became more more real because I wasn't trying to be some, so much or somebody I'm really not, or somebody I'm not really, something I'm not super gifted at. Where I think God is, I mean, just from the beginning of who I am and what I look like, the way I dress, all these things, I think it's all for a reason. It attracts a certain demographic, a certain crowd. And I've always been a bit of a rebel, uh, but I've always, God's always had me on a leash. He let me run, but it's like the dog leash, they can run like whatever, 30 yards, but he, he, he'll bring you back. So you run full speed and you get yanked back. Pretty much. <laughs> it's happened many times, but um, I kind of lost track of what you asked. Well, I, was, I was getting somewhere. Yeah, it was just like the, gr the growth that's happened in the midst of that. Oh yeah, so motives. Um, that album, Motives, why, why? It's the why factor, uh, which is the most important factor in everything in life, I think. Um, actually, I, I think Lecrae shared this TED talk with me about the why factor. Start with why. Yeah. And um, it just really rocked me. I watched it so many times, and and that's what really helped me understand more where my mindset needs to be with my career in music. Why are you doing this? Constantly ask myself that when I would get um, upset or sad about the results or lack of results from certain things. But why are you doing this? You know, what's it for? What's your main motivation? 
What drives you? Why are you in the studio all day, every day, working on your craft? Why? And, you know, everybody has their Sunday school answers, but I had to really dig in my heart and find it. And that's when God opened my eyes to say, you're a seed planter and, and accept it and love it. And it was easy to accept and love because it gave me a lot of peace and clarity and vision to move forward. Because I've wanted to quit this so many times, so many times, but only because I had the wrong views. I was measuring off, you know, numbers or followers. And yeah, you, you should and can use that to some degree, but that can't be your end all motivation, you know, because it will constantly let you down and you'll spiral into a deep depression <laughs> like me. Or I did. Yeah, man. I can't. I can't believe. Or you know, I can't imagine like what it's like to have to you know manage followers and and try to. I mean, I'm sure you just have so many people commenting on everything that you're doing and and constantly you know providing feedback, uh, good or bad, right? I mean, how how have you dealt with the all of the the haters, all the you know, just the, the people commenting on you and, and what you're doing. I mean, especially, you know, there's a lot of judgmental folks out there, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How do you deal with all of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I did start in the Christian industry, and I don't look like your typical Christian artist. Um, so right off the bat, I'm going to get a lot of judgment just off physical appearance, which is super whack um, and frustrating. But I understand it. I I mean, I choose to look like this. I could have a fade and no beard and wear polos and khakis. I choose not to because that's not me. You know what I mean? Is that the Christian look, polos and khakis? I guess. <laughs> that's, that's the safe, safe, whatever. That's not me. So I've dealt with it. I, one time I was sitting with Lecrae and we were talking and and I, I was asking him kind of the same question. And he said, um, I can't remember the guy that wrote this book, Warren something, the big author, massive. Oh, Rick Warren. Rick Warren. He told, Rick Warren told him, he said, the 10% rule, 10% of your followers or whatever, not followers, will be haters. And you have to accept that. So, in, in it, no matter what your numbers are. So, if you have a million followers, you're gonna have a hundred thousand people. Eight million. Yeah. yeah. So you just accept it. And if you can't accept it, then don't do that job. Change your role. And it kind of set in, and I didn't really understand it. But as I grew in my career, I did understand it. And it's just something you accept. And you, everybody's different. So you have to choose how to deal with it. My way of dealing with it is not looking at it and not responding because I'm combative and it's not healthy for me and it will never have any good fruit from that unless it was something that I wanted to get into a conversation with and maybe do it privately and then I'll message them private and I've done that before but beyond that I don't even look I stay blind to it because my, every highly creative person is highly emotional because we're run by emotions art comes out of emotions where it's happy, sad, depressed, whatever. So, like, we're the worst people for that because we're just, <laughs> we're all over the place emotionally. So, 
I choose to stay blind to it. That's what works for me because of how I'm wired. As we're getting ready to wrap up a bit here, I wanted to ask you what you would say to those out there that are struggling with depression or just wanting to, to give up in general because a huge message you have, Benjamin, is to never quit, to to not give in, to not let depression take over, to not quit on your dreams, to to push and go and work so hard. What are What are just some encouraging things you would say to those out there that are in such a dark place that that they have quit or or want to quit? It seems like the more you fulfill what you're trying to attain, the more depression becomes real or becomes deep because whatever you're chasing and once you get it, you'll realize that it has no power to fulfill the void that you're looking to fill which is deep and to me very ironic, but that's the way God works. He'll give you things to show you that, that that's all it is. And that, you know, I've, and I've, it's funny cause I feel like I've been singing that same song from the beginning, you know, chasing, chasing something that will never give you what you're looking for. And it's very dumb, but, that's the way we are as humans. So you almost have to go through it to learn that. And maybe you have to go through it multiple times because I feel like I have. Like a dog returns to his vomit, right? You just return to that same thing, same mindset. But there comes a time where you will hit bottom. And it's up to you how long it takes. You know, I always picture it like this. Like God will whisper to us, so soft and gentle, trying to teach us. But maybe our desire for whatever it is, is so strong that we can't hear it or we don't care even if we hear it. And that can continue for years and I feel like he gets louder, progressively louder, progressively louder. And if you can't hear him, you're going to get body slammed, you know, metaphorically speaking. Or sometimes really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, it comes back to our identity, right? I mean, that's what it all is, is wrapped up in what is our identity in, right? It, we can pursue, you know, careers in, in whatever or, or pursue things in life, but, you know, when we're finding our identity in those things, that's when we're on the false path, right? It's it's not that any of those things are bad. A, a career in music isn't bad. Right. You know, there's not, any, even, yeah. even fame and fortune is not right. bad. It's what is our identity in. Totally. That, yeah, I'm reading this book, Counterfeit Gods, Tim Keller. It's incredible. I'm actually on my second read. I actually just finished it yesterday. It's an amazing book. Go check it out. But it talks about idols. You know, we can make idols out of everything, anything. And none of them are idols in and of themselves. It's where we put them in our life. Um, so if you can learn to balance things, whatever that idol was, it can probably stay in your life if you learn to put it in the right place. Um, Back to the depression thing, I just gathered my thoughts. You asked how to deal with that. The biggest thing I learned is I'm a perfectionist, so constantly I have my mind telling me what's wrong, whether it's visually or audibly, whatever is in front of me, anything. My mind and eyes will see what's wrong and my mind's speaking it. And at the beginning, it's probably not so much negative. It's just like, oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, let's fix that or listen to that. That's wrong. Let's fix that. But after, whatever, 30 years of your voice 
doing that, it gets, it just becomes this dark cloud over you and you can't enjoy anything because you're constantly picking everything apart, even your friends and people around you or your family. It's not healthy because it puts you in this gross vibe and, and then you also push people away from you because they're sick of it. Um, I ended up having to do some counseling because I just couldn't figure it out. And my pastor, you know, kept pushing this verse on me, take captive every thought. And I never really understood it. Because it's like, what does that mean? Take captive. It's already captive. It's in my head. What do you mean? Like, it's not going out. It's stuck in my head already. But what it means is not allowing your mind or your flesh to control you. You control it. And you got to learn yourself. You got to learn kind of what triggers the things and puts you low or what triggers anxiety if you have that. And when you're able to, when you're able to see that and know that, that's when you're able to take captive that thought and throw it away and replace it with truth. So when you get rid of something, you have to replace it, and you need to replace it with God's truth, right? The Holy Scriptures, right? Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's good. good so that—that's how I, after months and months and months of praying and applying that to my life, like. God helped me climb out of the depression hole. Awesome. awesome. Well, dude, that's so, so good to hear and glad that the Lord has, has got you on that path um, towards healing and, and all of that. And then, um, yeah, it's it's just been awesome to watch you walk through all this. And there's been plenty of storms, you know, I think in this uh, career of the music industry and um, it's it's no cakewalk for those out there that think it is. Um, but you know, you've, you've been persevering in it. You've been, a, uh, I think a picture of, of what, you know, perseverance looks like in the midst of uh, a really tough industry, um, with a lot of people trying to take a piece of you or trying to dictate where you go and what you do. And, um, you know, you've endured a lot of, you know, persecution from people in the midst of it. And it's just, just been awesome to watch, you know, how God has brought you through it all. Um, it's, it's really inspiring. I'll try not to get too sappy here, but thank you so much, Benjamin, for being such an encouragement to the world. And I can't tell you how many times I put your music on to encourage myself and my children. Um, just thank you so much for being authentic and sharing your struggles but also the truth with us that will keep us going and bring light to our lives thank you so much amen well we're gonna finish up here with some quick rapid fire outro questions um you ready Let's see all right coffee or tea cafe Mountains or beach? Ooh. Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Hawaii. That's a tough one for you. City or country? Country. Sweet or savory? Probably savory. What's your spirit animal? Well, Kern said I look like a bear with clothes on, so 
I guess I'm a grizzly bear, but I also like to think I'm a lion. So yeah, young lion. That was the that was one of the names back that, in the day. That was my producer name, Young Lion, which I might need to go back to that. Yep. All right. Uh, favorite movie, Revenant. Revenant. Favorite book. I've read a lot of books, and I really don't have much of a memory, so sometimes I have to reread them. <laughs> so the book that you're reading right now, yeah. Counterfeit Gods? Counterfeit Gods. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's someone in history that inspires you? My grandpa Leroy has set forth an amazing path for our family and changed the trajectory for generations to come. So Grandpa Leroy. Yeah, nice. All right, last one. Favorite quote or life verse? Right now, take captive every thought. That's it. Good stuff. All right, brother. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast this morning. Um, if you want to follow along with what Benjamin is up to, follow him at Benja Music on all the social platforms or uh, BenjaMusic.com. You can uh, check out what he's doing. Uh, definitely go over to iTunes or Spotify or any uh, whatever music platform you're using and, and grab his albums. Um, I think they'll speak to you in, in a major way. Um, lots of songs about perseverance. Um, his biggest hit ever, Never Quit, uh, has definitely brought hope to uh, millions of folks. Uh, over over YouTube and 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 uh, and those so uh, pretty awesome brother to have you on and and to see what the Lord has done in your life all the way through. So what's uh, what's coming up for Benja in the future? Uh, ironically enough, I just finished my new EP. Um, it will be called Paintings, and I uh, just got masters back as we were here. We had to go in town to find Wi-Fi so I could <laughs> download them. Um, but I, I wanted to stop you because I wanted to say, you know, the the whole like meaning behind that record is there's purpose in your pain. Yeah. Don't don't run from it. Accept it and open your ears and heart to see what God wants to teach you because through your pain, you'll become beautiful. Awesome, uh, folks. You can follow along with us over at Heart of the Bison on Instagram or at heartofthebison.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, just remember, we're all facing something. Uh, storms, they could be big, they could be small, but we're all facing something. So we want to encourage you to stay in the struggle, to face your storm, and to not lose heart. Well, thank you folks for joining us on this episode of the Heart of the Bison podcast, and we will see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.